Welcome to the Today Counts show. Today does count because it impacts, it influences your tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. The Today Counts podcast is sponsored by the generous donors of the Lead Today community. I'm your host, Tim Piper. If you're somebody who's trying to get something significant done, this podcast will probably be helpful for you. Uh, even if it's not new information, it will be an encouragement to you. It should inspire you. It should kind of get you back to your blocking and tackling schemes. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a corporate leader, or just an individual uh, ministry leader, uh, you're, you're trying to you're trying to get the most important things done. You, you've had talks like this. Well, maybe next year we're going to get it done. This. But man, if I can just get something done this month, if we can get this done this quarter, you might even be saying, I just got to get something done today, you know, of, of significance. Uh, what I'm going to be talking about really is just a 30,000 foot flyby over uh, the book, The Four Disciplines of Execution by uh, Chris McChesney and Sean Covey. And that's The Four Disciplines of Execution. Uh, the book is worth your time. And uh, and gives you more in depth conversation than than what I'm going to share. Yet I think this will be helpful for you. You know, one of the questions that we do ask ourselves uh, very often is why am I not achieving my most important goals? Which is typical of achievers. If you're an achiever, you probably work off a to do list. And, and you, you, you like writing down all kinds of things and tasks that need to be done, and you like checking them off. And, and if you're kind of like me, you ended up doing something that day that you did not have on your to-do list, so you're going to go back and write it on your to-do list just so that you can feel good about checking it off. And as, as fun as that might be for some of us who are task-oriented, um, it still is frustrating when we, when we stated that we had this big goal for the year and it didn't happen, or this big goal for our team and, and it didn't happen. And after a while, what that does is it causes you to quit. It causes you to, to stop setting goals. And when you participate in strategic planning with your business or your ministry, it's almost like you're half there and you're half not. You, you, you've got the skepticism you know, about you that, that just doesn't engage like it used to engage. So what happens is you become a victim of the bell-shaped curve. And if you're not familiar with what I mean by that, um, you know, you will represent at least half of society that's kind of just thrown in the towel and is going through the motions. Or you might create some new philosophy in life that makes you feel better about the fact that you just threw in the towel. Like life is too short or, you know, people are too uh, stressed out or, you know, God's going to do what God's going to do or, you know, whatever will be, will be. Um, and you just got to be lucky. You just got to hang around the right people. You just got, you know, you come up with all of these other ideas that take you off the hook, that take responsibility off of your shoulders, and and you kid yourself because you know God wants to have a partnership with you. Because one of the things that people forget about who say that they're not going to do any more goal setting is they forget that that the achieving of significant and worthwhile goals transforms the person who achieves those things. And so you're not just stepping out of, of uh, uh, trying to achieve something of significance, but you've also stepped out of changing as a person. And instead you said, neutral is just fine with me. I'm going to stay here. All right, well, that's enough of the preachy, preachy stuff. Let's talk about, you know, why is it so difficult 
to accomplish um, some of these goals? Well, you know, uh, this is not going to be new information for you, but maybe a reminder, you'll start nodding your head, whether you're driving or, or whether you're running down the road or on the treadmill, whatever you're doing. But first of all, we just have a ton of distractions. I mean, they're, they're all shapes and sizes. And, you know, for example, voices. Voices are uh, distractions. We got people talking to us about doing this, about doing that. We got people who think that they can speak into our lives and we don't even know who they are. Um, you know, it's just all over the place. People tell us what we should do, where we should go. And then goals. Goals are a distraction. And you're saying, wait a second, I thought this was about achieving goals, you know, driving results. It is, but goals, plural. Goals, plural. They are a distraction. The The thing that, that I've experienced in my life that's also been backed up by research um, for example, uh, Patrick Lencioni's uh, work um, proves time and time and time and time again. One of the fundamental mistakes that we make is we just have too many goals. And what happens when you have too many goals besides the fact that you can't achieve them all? You end up achieving the easy ones because, you know, that that is, you know, it's cousin to instant gratification, right? Um, it's what we call low-hanging fruit. It's just like the salesperson who, who gets a job or, or, or the ministry leader who's trying to raise donation. Uh, in both cases, you probably have some low-hanging fruit, meaning it's easy to reach and you just pluck it. And you're good, right? And your endorphins are released. You feel great. You feel like you're accomplishing stuff. But then all of a sudden, uh, you know, that low-hanging fruit disappears and now you got to reach. And now you have to have a strategy to figure out how you're going to get to that, that higher, higher thing. So too many goals are really a distraction from the main thing, the main thing that you're trying to accomplish. And of course, just activity in general, nervous energy, um, just too much of all the wrong ingredients. A lot of times they're not bad in and of themselves, but they are not the right things. So let's talk about then the four disciplines of execution from the book that, you know, I just recommend it to you. The first one is to have a laser focus on the most important and he would say wildly important goal. And you know, the top of the pyramid type of goal, the big goal, the big hag, you know, the BHAG uh, goal, uh, the one that catches everyone's attention, you know, that audacious uh, goal that Send some people running, some people laughing, some people applauding, and then the right people, of course, are focusing in on it, and they're excited about it. So the first discipline of execution is to focus on the most important, literally. The reason why people can't say no to certain goals and to certain activities is because they haven't figured out what they're saying yes to. And you really can't say no to things until you know what you have said yes to. And boy, do I see that everywhere. I see that in value statements, vision statements, mission statements, purpose statements. It's just a real difficulty to make a commitment to the big one. This is the fish that we want to pull out of the ocean. This is the thing that we're going to do, and it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us. And in every way, it's going to take alignment, it's going to take uh, teamwork, it's going to take cooperation, it's going to take all of those things. 
And then the second discipline is to act on what's called lead measures. Now, if, if you have never heard that term, um, I don't remember when I was exposed to it, but man, it sure made a lot of sense. And, and the way it's contrasted is uh, lead measures are contrasted to lag measures, L-A-G. Lead is L-E-A-D. So the second discipline is to act on lead measures. Well, what is a lead measure? Well, let me answer that by first starting to describe what a lag measure is. Most of our scoreboards, if you will, the things that we keep track of are lag measures, meaning what were the sales last week? What was the revenue last month? Everything is looking in the rear view mirror. That's what we would call a lag measure. They're metrics that are lagging behind, if you will. And so we literally, in order to have those numbers, we have to um, look in the in the rearview mirror. Now, they are of some usefulness. They, they are a measurement. But what we are often missing in our lives is the thought process and the planning and the strategy of actions and activities that usually lead us into the direction of positive lag measures. In other words, this is proactive work. So just to make it you know, real, real simple, if I want to run a mile under eight minutes, and then I go out and I run a mile and I run it in eight and a half minutes, and then my scorecard says eight and a half minutes, and that's a lag measure. But if I get an app that actually has some science in it or a coach and teaches me the things that I need to do to, to break that, that eight-minute goal, then I actually write those down. You know, I, I learned to sprint this much. I learned to jog this much. I run this far. I do this. And so I'm doing these things so that when it's the next time for testing, and then my lag measure says 7.45, right? Seven minutes and 45 seconds that I've ran the mile. But it was accomplished by creating and acting and measuring on the lead measures. So let's just say, for example, I did all the things that I said I would do so that I could run a sub eight minute mile, but I don't. And then I know this, I know that my, my lead measures need to be adjusted versus what happens in a lot of organizations is they look at the results of the previous month and they go, well, hopefully next month will be better. We'll just have to try harder. Um, or somebody gets upset and starts yelling and making demands and, you know, things, things go sideways. So the first discipline of execution is to focus on the most important, right? To get rid of all these other uh, distracting goals and to really only focus on the things that matter. And then attached to that goal, um, a, a plan of lead measures, positive activity, proactive activity that you believe based upon as far away as a guess to some past experience or some consulting or coaching that uh, some kind of a, a scientific approach or frankly, an intuitive approach if you have nothing else. And that's where you start. So proactive activities. You know, the, a simple one is if you're in sales, right? If you're in sales and they're not where you want to be looking at your lag measure, then you have to examine what you did the previous month and then what you decide to change and do, those become your lead measures, right? So one, 
pick the most important goals, wildly important. Number two, create and act on lead measures, lead measures. And number three, keep a compelling scoreboard. Keep a compelling scoreboard. Um, make the scoreboard review exciting. Make it make it fun. See, you know, see where the, the progress is. And if we did everything we said we would do on the lead measure side, but it doesn't result in the lag measure results that we, we don't, that's okay. What we should be celebrating is we're, we are practicing new habits. We're doing what professionals are supposed to do. We're doing what successful people do. But obviously that strategy uh, may not be working. So now how do we adjust that so that we can see the other side of the scoreboard um, uh, change? And and that that scoreboard uh, where we really need to make sure that that leans towards is lead measures. Make sure that it is not simply a, you know, this is what the results were, but also what are the things that we did to achieve those results. In other words, most scorecards that I'm seeing now or scoreboards that I'm seeing now, they actually have more lead measure goals on them than they do lag measure metrics. And that is overwhelmingly resulting in more positive lag measure metrics. And then fourth and finally, create accountability. Boy, I could tell you stories about this. When you don't create a cadence of accountability, you know, check-ins, huddles, um, you don't want to riddle people with all kinds of reports, but you got to have feedback. And if you think, you, you can't just think it's going to happen automatically. When you do, you lower the bar. And whenever you lower the bar, human nature lowers its performance. When you raise the bar, then human behavior rises to that occasion. That is what we have seen. That is what we have experienced. Of course, all of this has to be done within reason, you know, reasonable people. But you have to figure out your cadence of accountability. How often are we checking the lead measures? How often are we celebrating the lead measures? How often are we supporting those that are out there doing what they're doing? How do we encourage them? How do we help them? How do we coach them? How do we support them? Um, how do we reward them? How do we celebrate together? Uh, what is the, what is the culture that we're creating. One thing I will tell you about culture is that culture happens by default or design. In other words, if if you don't pay attention to culture and then it will create itself and you're probably not going to like the culture it has become. And and that usually is centered around this idea of accountability. And and I don't have time to go into stories, but boy, Usually what happens um, with accountability, usually when, when that bar gets lowered, it's because the leader or leaders get tired. They get tired. And so that's a whole different podcast, a whole different thing. But leaders' jobs is to make sure that people know what is uh, expected, support them in it, encourage them in it, reward them in it. But um, being an absent leader brings disaster. All right. So... Those are the, the four uh, disciplines of execution in the book that we talked about before. This is how we drive results. I hope that this will pique your interest and maybe take some of that weight off of the crazy strategic planning that's kind of being done in some places today and narrow it down to a strong playbook, a focused playbook 
that drives action and people are rewarded and encouraged by it. If you are not part of the Lead Today community, let me invite you. You can go to leadtodaycommunity.com and sign up for the leadership kit. So again, thank you for joining with us. Tell a friend if you enjoyed this. We would really appreciate it.